it's the Good Advice Show, and you're tuning in to another great episode of the Good Advice Podcast. Hey, I want to welcome you to the show today, our cozy little corner of the podcast. You're joining me, Blake Benz, the host of this show, and I hope to give you some good advice today. In fact, it's not going to come from me. It's going to come from my friend, David Weaver, who's the president of Franchise Your Freedom. I love the name of his business, by the way, Franchise Your Freedom. A lot of us are looking for freedom. We're looking for a way to get out of that nine to five grind. And that may be you, but the idea of starting a business from scratch, I mean, we're not even just talking about starting from from square one. We're talking about like square zero. The idea of starting your business may terrify you. Well, the good news is you may not have to start a business from scratch. You might actually be able to find a great way to escape your nine to five grind in the corporate world and actually have a pretty cool business that you run and develop and manage. All of this comes through the power of franchising, which we're gonna be talking about the show today and how you can actually be running your business with the great support of an overall brand. All that and more is on the show today, but before we jump in, here's a quick word of one of the amazing businesses we like to talk about on the show. Check it out, we'll be back with you shortly. Are you looking for one of the best places to eat here in Northwest Arkansas? If you're a foodie like me, you have your short list of places where if someone's visiting, you're like, hey, we got to try this place. I want to tell you about Big Sexy Food over in downtown Springdale. And whether you're getting something like just their awesome burger, which if it's me, I'm going to double up on that. Or if you're getting their Nutty Buddy Burger with a little crunchy peanut butter on there, the food is always so freaking good. In fact, there's a reason they have so many five-star reviews on Google. One of the reviewers said, I recommend every single person try this restaurant. You can easily close your eyes and randomly point at something on the menu, and I promise it'll be delicious. When's the last time you heard about that for one of your local restaurants? Hey, check it out, Big Sexy Food in downtown Springdale. You can also go to BigSexyFood.com or check them out on social media at Big Sexy Food. Check it out. You won't regret it. David, it's so great to have you on the show today. Thanks, Blake, for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and I I like you already because you knew where Arkansas was on a map is what we <laughs> talked about before you hit record. So um, for our listeners, it's where I'm from, but you never know. People are like, where? Arkan, Arkan what? Where is that? So um, you get a you get a nod from me in my book. Not like it matters, but <laughs> <laughs> so Excellent. how was your holiday, by the way? Oh, it was fantastic. Had a good friend for long-term friend. Uh, we went to summer camp together actually as kids. He was 10 and I was 11 and he was my bunkmate. Yeah. And now I'm 50 and we're still friends. And so he and his whole family came out and went skiing and they just left this morning. Um, so really great, great holiday. How was yours? It was great. It was great. You know, and I, um, other than being sick for most of it, (laughs) but, um, you know, it's funny about summer camp though. I met my wife at summer camp actually. Um, so I guess listeners send your kids to summer camp. You never know. (laughs) You can find a lifelong friend or their future spouse, I guess. So that's fantastic. (laughs) if you get nothing from this episode, you know, there you go. So David, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. So I'm a franchise consultant, and uh, I what I do is get to help people that are basically living with Sunday afternoon dread, find oh, yeah. a new path towards something that they really love and and have always wanted to do, start a business or entrepreneurship, et cetera, 
uh, through franchising. Yeah, and I love that you mentioned that Sunday, that Sunday feeling dread. Um, I think a lot of us can relate to that feeling. It's late on a Sunday night. You know you need to go to bed, but you don't want to because it's going to start the work week again. Uh, I remember feeling that myself actually, and thinking there has to be this is nuts. Like this, there has to be a better way than you know the corporate world, I guess. Um, so it sounds like you're helping people kind of break free from that, right? It's so fun. Yeah, it's I mean, I the franchise consulting business is an absolute blast. I also invest in franchise companies, invest in real estate. So um maybe it's my ADHD, but I like doing a lot of different things. Um but kind of all in the same sphere, right? Um and so yeah, basically what I get to do in the franchise consulting business is just share with people kind of my idea on how do you create an investment strategy? Uh, so that we're looking at the franchise space like a business investor, because I don't want you shopping for a franchise like a consumer, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So when you're talking to someone, is it does it ever like, I mean, it makes sense to me, but like, does it ever surprise someone when like, let's say you're talking to someone who's an individual entrepreneur, they're thinking about the business world, you know, it's in, and, and many of us have experienced this where you, you know, you jump into the entrepreneurial world and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. It's, it's incredibly more expensive than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. A lot of things I'm now doing from scratch. Um, all those things that drove me crazy about my corporate job. Now I'm understanding like how some of those things were actually really useful. Um, so when they have a conversation with you and you start to kind of open their eyes to the world of like, Hey, maybe not, maybe you don't start something from scratch, but you join a franchise, you, you become a franchise owner. What does that conversation look like? Oh, well, I have a very structured like consultation where I, I want to learn a little bit about the person. And this is about you, right? You as the candidate, the person that's doing it. So how do I tailor the strategy to help you put some pillars or foundation down so that you can uncover for yourself what business is the best business, right? Um, and there are 4,000 franchise companies out there. Um, some are fabulous and some are absolute garbage. But how would you know the difference if you were talking to a great sales guy, right? Mm. Um, and so my job is to kind of help you develop your own fundamentals in terms of what is your investment metrics look like? And then make sure that you're asking the franchisor all the right questions and making sure that you're talking to franchise owners to verify what you're hearing from the franchisor is real. And we look at multiple different brands, right? So that we can compare and contrast, et cetera. So there's a lot of detail in all of that, but that's sort of a, a high level overview. I had a guy on the podcast um, a couple of years ago, actually it was pre-COVID. Um, it's all such a blur, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And I guess it was 2019, but he was a franchise, um, not a franchise owner. He was the CEO of a company that had around 100 franchises throughout the United States. And one of the things that he talked about was how surprising it was for his franchise owners that they could be a franchise owner and still like maintain their level of um, creativity individuality. Like I think a lot of, or this is actually just my bias, I guess. When I think of franchising, I think of, you know, you're going to go be a McDonald's franchise owner. Um, you know, you're, you're, which not, I had a, you know, Sasha's biscuit this morning, nothing against McDonald's, but, uh, in some ways there's a friction with like the entrepreneurial spirit in that you want to make your own decisions. You want to be creative, but also you don't want to be hung up with, the corporate, you know, kind of cog in the machine. I'm just another store. Um, 
help me kind of process that with some of the work you're doing and the people you're helping find a uh, a good franchise fit. That's a really good question and and a very common bias, right? That that um franchising isn't really business ownership because you you're working for the franchisor, something I hear all the time, which is totally not true. Um you own your own business. Now, I say totally not true. There are some franchise models that are really profit sharing models. So I would agree with that. You don't really own it. Like Chick-fil-A, everybody loves. Right. Chick-fil-A, the corporation owns the building and and you are basically a general manager and you have a profit share. So you're never going to own that business, build it up and sell it off. Um, and, and there are some other ones that have that, that style uh, program. Um, this is what it comes down to. Some people don't have, if you want to put people in buckets, right? Some people don't have the risk tolerance to actually be a business owner because they just can't step out there and do it. And then some people don't see the value of a franchise because they want their stamp of approval on every aspect of the business. They want to pick the color of the website. They want to yeah. <laughs> they want to come up with a creative logo phrase, right? Um, yeah. That is called an entrepreneur. And, and when I see that, I tell them, franchising is going to frustrate you, right? Don't do yeah. it. You should just start a business. The franchise owner is the corporate executive that knows how to hire and fire, knows how and has been responsible for P&L responsibility for a long time, and really doesn't feel like they want to or need to ask for permission anymore. They already know what they're going to do. If if I need to grow my business segment, whatever I'm in charge of in corporate America by 20%, this is how I'm going to do it. So that person also doesn't feel like they need to, they're not creative enough to come up with the next Rubik's cube or, you know, the iPad or whatever. Right. right. So that person looks like a franchisee. And so we talk about that. Are you an employee? Are you a franchisee or are you an entrepreneur? Because those three people don't, they look different to somebody like me. Cause this is what I do. Right. Um, yeah. So if you appreciate the structure and the system to follow and the fact that you're not recreating the wheel and all of that, um, franchising looks pretty attractive. And if you feel like the franchisor is always going to be slapping my hands and telling me what to do and, and, and putting too much constraint around me, that's great. That just means you're an entrepreneur. Don't become a franchisee because you're going to be frustrated. I think on the same kind of a weird question, how often do you run into this conversation with people who are in love with the idea of entrepreneurship when it's really not the right fit for like i think about the person like i you know entrepreneurship has such like a sexy um like connotation to it and like i talked to someone the other day who was not the other day it's actually a long time ago who was like man i just so badly want to be an entrepreneur and i was like like what do you think that means then and he was like oh you you sleep in as late as you want and no one tells you what to do and like this is this is what's his idea of entrepreneurship, and I was like, that sounds great because I'm working crazy hours. Uh, <laughs> so like, I, I, what's it like when you talk to someone and they're like, oh yeah, I want, I want, I don't want to do that, I want to do this, but then you start working with them and you're like, I think you might have an image or like a bias or a thought about this that doesn't line up. That's a really good question and something that I address in my consultation. Like I, what I'll tell people is when I hear a preconceived notion or an assumption, I'm going to call you out on it, right? Not because I want to point out that you're you're thinking crazy, but that I want you to ask a lot of questions around that idea to make sure that you're going into this with your eyes wide open and that you're making a decision based on reality, 
right? Mm -hmm. um, and so what are your preconceived notions? What are your assumptions? Uh, you know, one assumption is all business owners or entrepreneurs are, are wealthy. And then the question is, well, how do you define wealthy, right? Like is wealthy piles and piles of money? Because a lot of entrepreneurs are just not, don't, are not that, right? Are, sure. is wealthy really good work-life balance? There's a lot of entrepreneurs that are not that either, right? right. Um, and and ultimately that's, that's why my, um, my website and my business is called Franchise Your Freedom. Because having done this for over a decade, that's what everybody wants, really, if they're serious about investing in entrepreneurship or business ownership. They're looking for some sort of freedom and control in their life. That might look like time. That might look like money. That might look like planning for retirement or, or fast-forwarding retirement, et cetera. And, and business ownership can achieve all of those things. Um, but one of the things that I love that I get to do is the salesperson at the franchisor is going to sell them on why that franchise is fantastic. And that's their role, right? Mm -hmm. My role is not to sell them on anything except to bring a level of reality mm -hmm. and balance to this equation of doing sound due diligence or, or asking the right questions, right? And so um, somebody might say, you know, all business owners are really wealthy. And I, and I'll say, well, you know, how much money are you currently making as an executive? And they might say, you know, whatever, $150,000. And I need to replace my income in three months. And I'll just say, that's fun. I mean, that's a good idea, but that's never going to happen, right? Like what's yeah. a reasonable, think about that. You start something from brand new. What's a reasonable speed to break even, like when you're cash flow positive, right? And if right. they don't even understand that, then we have that conversation. Then you get to cash flow positive, and then there's a period of time to profitability, um, you know, where where profit's going to grow beyond that. And then what's a reasonable time where you're going to start pulling money out of the business, et cetera. So again, I'm painting a, uh, what I like to do in my practice is paint a realistic picture so that they can understand what realist, what reality might look like and then ask questions around that, right? So, and as an example, one of the things I love about franchising versus business ownership or being an entrepreneur is I tell my people, talk to 10 franchise owners and ask them when they were cash flow positive. You'll get a very tight data sample on what this particular business model gets to cash flow positive. And that's really important, right? And so we'll talk about that and why that's so important. It's it's not about cash and losing money and, and starting to make money. It's about the emotional state that you're in when you lose cash over and over <laughs> and over again, right? Like, yeah. that's what I mean by bringing a level of reality. And you're laughing because you've done it, right? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. you feel a certain way about working really hard. Yeah. And not paying yourself anything and and not making any money for a period of time. And what most people don't understand is certain business models naturally break even quickly. And some business yeah. models naturally take a long time to break even. Mm. And if we can't get that thing figured out, then everything else on the table doesn't matter because you're you're going to be emotionally tied to losing money. And if you're patient, you you should be in this one. And if you're not patient or don't, you know, you don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine's a uh, restaurant owner, and so he he knows this world really well. Of uh, you know, it's past the holiday. We were just meeting on Tuesday, and he's like, "Yeah, it's past the holidays," which means I'm not going to make any money for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, exactly. You know. <laughs> Big, yeah, December's a huge month. New Year's, and then and yeah, then, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. But managing cash flow. Something that you just mentioned, though, that I think is such a great insight, um, and it, it allows us to kind of shift the conversation just a little bit into like the the world of entrepreneurship and just business ownership. Um, it feels like one of the most common conversations I have with business owners who are new to the world of, um, and this could be franchising or not, just just stepping out of their nine to five habit. Um, something that is consistently a surprise is pretty much what you just said, like the, the, um, the speed to success, like how long will it take me? And what I have noticed is that the social media world is so, um, oh yeah, you can, I mean, I, I think it was, and, uh, not to knock Grant Cardone, but Grant Cardone, had put something out last year that was like, um, you know, I started a brand new business and I made it to a million dollars in 30 days. And I remember seeing that being like, okay. And like, I actually have a Facebook group, um, for like some local entrepreneurship stuff. And like, I posted it there and was like, all right, guys, like, just know you're not, <laughs> you're not a huge failure if you didn't hit a million dollars in 30 days. Um, but most people come on the podcast who are business owners who are seven figure plus business owners who are on the show. Um, I've actually never had one who hasn't told me a similar story about this three, four, five, even six, seven, eight year journey to not just profitability, but um, significant profits. Um how often do you feel like you're having conversations with people where you're having to sort of educate them on realistic growth? Uh, and, and more importantly, when you have those conversations, how do you help them understand that this is the norm and not um, you're just not the guy who can help them, if that makes sense? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, again, I, I want to bring a level of reality. And if they don't like that reality, then then that's a natural you know, this isn't something that we should do. And if they, if it's just me telling them that, then they'll probably go research and find a different consultant that's going to tell them everything's going to be great. That's just not who I am, right? Like I want people to become business owners. I'm passionate about helping people become business owners, but I will only do it in a very, you know, realistic and and genuine way. And, And because I want you to be successful, I don't want... I always tell people nobody wants to open a subway item seven of an FTD. You want to open it. You want to own a subway that makes money, right? Yeah. So, um, how do we make money? We need to talk about the speed to cash flow and the working capital necessary and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the talking about the speed to success and and the overnight success of business owners, I've got a good story for that. So. I live in Colorado as we were talking. I'm a big skier. Um, there's a group of us uh, that go heli skiing every year, um, and and we've been doing it for a while. So we go up to Canada. We're going to Iceland this year. Um, so the first two second, no, the first year, the first year that we did it, um, we've got about 13 to 15 entrepreneurs. Um, I'm the only franchise guy in the in the room. We go on this really great ski day, and we're all sitting in this really big hot tub with this majestic view of the mountains, et cetera. And I knew most of the guys, but I didn't know like what some of their businesses were or whatever. So yeah. I said, let's just go around the hot tub. What do you do for a living? What's your business? And how long, how long have you been in business so that you could go on a trip like this? Like yeah. And what that meant was we were deep in the mountains and there's no cell reception or whatever. So you're going to yeah. run, business is going to run when you're not there for a good solid 10 days, right? That was the, the implication. I was floored. 
the the average answer was eight to ten years, but some one guy was thirty one years, one guy was uh, six years. A lot of eights, a lot of tens, a lot of twelves, right? Yeah. And and really, what that meant is they were running three million to twelve million dollar businesses. Mm-hmm. Now, my wife and I were on the trip, and we had bought two locations of Elements Massage like eighteen months beforehand. And what that told me is the strength of the systems that you can plug into allowed us to manage the bit manage our manager right running the stores um and to be fair we bought existing stores so that we didn't start them from dead scratch but um that opened my eyes to the value of a franchise because it's about if it's if it's truly about lifestyle and control right income and all that then franchising is a fast forward button to what it really is going to take to get from zero to a multi-million dollar revenue business. And that's and that's something that I map out for people. You want to have that aspire to that goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that might mean five locations, multiple locations of a you know XYZ franchise, um, called fitness, Orange Theory Fitness, right? Or it might mean you're gonna own, you know, a painting or a roofing franchise and, and you're gonna scale it because that's a service business that scales differently. So um you know, if you want that freedom and control, just build a pretty big business and do it pretty quick. That's- <laughs> well, I, I love that story though, because I, and I mentioned this already, but I feel like social media is so um, into, you know, success in 60 days, success in, in your first year. And, um, you know, those numbers that you threw out there has lined up with my own experience with people I've talked to who've been like, yeah, yeah it's a, it's a 10 year game. And um, I think for for our listeners today, it's valuable because it'll help you be easier on yourself uh, when you get to that six month mark and you aren't quite where you want to be. You know, knowing you aren't necessarily broken, but that or a failure, but that it just it just takes time. So, oh my um, goodness, how many TikToks or reels or whatever your you know social media is thrown in your face? Talk about a side hustle. And you can you can make X number of dollars in like 45 minutes of your spare time. I mean, they're setting an expectation that is so um unrealistic. And and yeah. it's yeah. So, you know, we just have to do a better job of of giving good advice, which is what we're doing here. Well, and I and, and don't get me wrong for our listeners, it, I, I want it to happen ha- happen fast for you. I really do. Like I have a friend of mine who's a neighbor who um quit his job, started this like web design business, and literally within one week he had Switchfoot and John Foreman as uh which for our listeners is a just a band. Um it, it, as one of his customers and then they invited him out to san francisco to like go surfing or something this was like literally like in a 30-day span and i was like okay cool (laughs) like i i hope it happens for you guys that where it is fast but just understand it's like that old uh there's a chick flick i can't think what it's called but i think it's called he's just not that into you but it's like it's like the whole um the point of the movie now that i'm getting off off trail here is <laughs> these things are the exception they're not the norm um so just understand that the norm is that these things take time uh and it's not good bad or anything it just is what it is so um having said that david uh do you do you are you helping also business owners who are thinking about franchising like not just business owners who are uh people who are looking to step into the entrepreneurial world and be a franchise owner? 
Uh, are you saying that do I help people that that have a successful business and want to then franchise it and right. get a bunch of franchisees? Yeah. Um, I get that question a lot. That is not my business. Um, I don't do that. There are companies that that's their business model. Okay. Um, I happen to know all of those folks because they they kind of bring brands to market. Um, and so normally what I'll do is just make an introduction and say, I'm not yeah, really okay. to talk to, but um, talk to this guy. Which I, you know, I think that says a lot about you anyway. And I think it's, I think it's important to be the the person who can say, I'm not that guy. And I noticed on, uh, on your website, you know, you mentioned being genuine and having integrity, which are, are kind of fluff words. Like a lot of people say this, but very few people actually operate that way. Um, yeah. and I think there's always a good sign of those characteristics when someone says, Hey, I'm not the right person for that. So I appreciate you doing that. Um, but as we're running towards the end of the show, um, w- what's your take on entrepreneurship today? Is it, you know, we're post COVID there's a lot of, I mean, you turn on the TV, the news, there's a lot to be cynical over, I guess. Um, oh my goodness. you know, there's a lot of talk about inflation. Is this the right time to start a business? What's going on with real estate? Um, you know, when you talk to the average person, the, the, the average curious person who calls you up, you know, what's it, what's that conversation look like? How do you balance realism with optimism in terms of, of it being the time to start a business? That's an awesome question. Um, the first thing I'm going to say is I'm going to steal a quote from a friend of mine. Rick told me we were talking about COVID and, and, you know, the, the blue channel and the red channel. Right. And he was like, <laughs> turn the poison box off. And the, and yeah. I just, that's oh, resonates with me. Turn the poison box off and focus on what you want in your life. Right. Yeah. Start doing those things. Um, so the real question is, is this a good time to get into a business because down economy, political unrest, whatever. Right. Um, the sh- one answer that I believe that I can say with honesty is um, there's never a good time to start a business. Love the time to start a business is when you cor- kind of yeah. decide, like, I'm going to burn the ships and go in this direction. That's yeah. the time. So That's the economy answer. doesn't matter. It's like when you, you know, when is the right time to start saving for retirement or have a baby? It's like, <laughs> like start. That's yeah. it. Start. Decide. Um this is my honest opinion. So I started my franchise business um, in 2010. So yeah. 2008 financial meltdown, like there was no financing. There was no, uh, it was about the worst time to do that. Um, what I learned is by 11, 12, the economy had kind of turned around and I had spent, you know, the last 12 months figuring out how to do this, right? So any business you get into, regardless, is going to take you a while just to learn. Right. So what I tell people and I with candor um, and then we bought our elements business in 13, but we sold it in 17. So we completely turned two locations around um, and and sold them off in four years. And that was a great that was the business plan, by the way, three to five years, own and build and sell. Um, and we did it. So the point is. Things were just starting to come around in 11 and 12. And by the time we hit 13, 14, 15, 16, I mean, we were on stride, right? And and those, those years were fabulous. So my honest advice is right now is the perfect time to start a franchise because let's assume everybody's right and all the doom and gloomers, right? 2023 is going to be a bad year. Somewhere in 2023, 2024, it's going to bottom out and then it's going to start climbing again, right? So mm-hmm. By the time you, let's say you're going to do, um, you know, 
a subway. You're going to find your location. You're going to uh, do the construction build out. You're going to hire your team and then you're going to have a grand opening and then you're going to, right? That first building the store takes six to nine to 12 months. By the time you get a team, your first year is to figure out who's on the bus and who's off the bus and are you a good leader and do you know how to hire the right people, et cetera. So you've already burned up 18 to 24 months. Now you get now you already know what you're doing. Boom. Now the economy starts lifting and 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 yeah. you know what you're doing. I mean, come on, it's a great time. But again, I'm selling reality, not the dream. And and so sometimes that works for folks and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I would just say it's a great answer for our listeners. Um, if you're looking for someone to sell you the dream, I would say be careful because <laughs> it may not actually be reality. So, um, David, that's a great answer. And I so agree. I mean, I think, you know, there's never a right time. And, you know, if you guys are listening, if this is something you're passionate about, uh, I would just say, why wait? You know, especially if the job you're working in now, that corporate job is dragging you to the bottom. Uh, this might be something to think about, which David, by the way, um, if someone's listening to this episode and they're curious, they're thinking, yeah, I want to see maybe where this would go. Um, I'd love to know how can they best reach out to you? What's that next step look like? Uh, to Honestly, if you want to engage in a conversation, I'm a bit old school, dweaver at franchise.com. Send me an email. We'll schedule a call. Um, you know, I've got a calendar link and all of that, but dweaver at franchise.com. If you just want to learn a little bit more about what I do, uh, franchiseyourfreedom.com is my website. Um, I also have a YouTube channel and I've been guest on podcasts. All of that's in the website. Easy to find um you know see what you see if, if you like what you hear and then and then give me a call and let's talk and and i hope this isn't a big mistake but i'm pretty sure you told me you don't charge a fee is that right that is true i often compare my practice to that of an executive recruiter right so i help people find the right franchise i get paid by the franchisor based upon successful placement just like a headhunter that finds yeah. a president for a company yeah. yeah so it wouldn't hurt you guys to send an email especially if this is something you've really been thinking about for the next year um and also you're active on linkedin i'm pretty sure i am yep okay we talk a lot about linkedin on the show we like linkedin so uh that'd be another way for you guys to reach out uh david oh my gosh this was such a fun episode you were such a terrific guest thank you for joining me today thanks for having me on blake it's been fun Okay. Uh, for you guys listening, we're going to have David's info down in the episode description so you can check that out and make sure you reach out if you've been thinking about the franchise world. And also, if you've been listening to the podcast short term and you like this episode, what the heck are you waiting on? Click the subscribe button so you can keep following our good advice wherever you are. And don't forget also, if you want to support the podcast, you can check out our Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash good advice. That's today's good advice. We'll catch you later. See ya.